Chapter 71. Dalinar is approaching the rift, and I'm going to fast forward this little first chapter. It, it is important, but and stop me if you want to talk about anything. But Dalinar is approaching the rift, and Evie goes to him, or actually Dalinar goes to Evie, and says, hey, what's up? We're, we're having a fight. You're really upset. You've been burning prayers all morning. What is, what, what's the issue? And Evie says, I'm praying that the Almighty softens your heart. And Downer responds with, well, he has, I'm here, let's talk. And then Evie says, oh, no, not for me. I'm praying that for the lives of your countrymen that you're about to go kill. And long story short, she talks him into doing this parley with Tanalon um, before the battle starts. He, Dalinar wasn't planning on giving him any quarter because they've been rebelling for so long now and he's finally been sent to the rift to deal with this and he gives him one last chance who comes out to meet him it, it's the it's the boy that he spared right it's the the son of the the light eyes that was the original rebel and, and he's back he's grown up now right yep is there anyone else with him he had someone else with him who had a very distinct description of what they looked like and i remember reading it and thinking oh that's probably important i don't remember what that is moving on Let's see if i can I find even... it I don't even remember what the description was. It was it was something like on his face. He had a crescent moon scar on his face. Where have we seen it? Come on. Well, the, the crescent moon scar is um, nail. Nail. So, okay. Nail, presumably, is coming out of the rift with Tantalon. And there's a very specific... De the reason why I'm stopping on this is because there's a very specific detail in this chapter. There is... There's a discourse between Tantalon and Dalinar of you need to be sure that you want to fight me to the death because I'm going to have to make an example of you. I'm only going to leave corpses and widows in, in the rift. And then once they've discovered that they can't come to a truce, they begin to walk away... And Tantalon says, unless this was, we were in collusion the whole time, and this was all a ruse. Dalinar turns. What does Tantalon do next? He tells him about the, the supply train, right? Right. But before he does that, he turns to the guy with him. And the guy with him nods his head as if this was his idea to, to try to get Dalinar into this, what we later learn is a trap. Are you guys following me here? So the guy that was with Tantalon was trying to trap Dalinar. Yes, this whole trap thing is the guy who's with Tantalon, presumably Nail, Nail's idea. Why would Nail be trying to kill Dalinar? 
That's a great question. Oh, come on. You can you well, piece this together. N- Nail is hunting Shardbearer. He, he's mm-hmm. hunting Radiance. Yes. Bingo. Okay. Oh, boy. Would that insinuate what? that Dalinar is search mining all the way back now? In, in theory, yes. Because otherwise, Nail's not going to be interested in him. And Nail clearly doesn't have it out for shard bears. He just has it out for those that have bonded Spren and are starting to have those abilities. So if this is Nail and he is intentionally targeting Dalinar, then yeah. Now, I mean, I- hold on. One more thing. Way back here, what Spren would Dalinar have been bonding? Not the Stormfather. Not the Stormfather. So, the only other th- like instance we've seen of Dalinar with an Order of Radiant, right, was with like the Stoneward, so like Honor Blade, right? But that wasn't a Spren. Like, we don't know what Spren it would be. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. Um, there we go. There we go. <laughs> wait. So is this with the thrill, aka like, it may am I am I just wrong? Is it the thrill, aka You're like not odium? Wrong. So earlier in this chapter, Evie is talking about don't feed it, and Dalinar is wondering, <laughs> wait, do you know that I view my battle self as an exterior force pushing on me? So what, Spren? Could Dalinar be potentially bonding at this point? I'm, about, I'm in tears. <laughs> what? The, the, this would theoretically be the thrill that we've guessed is maybe, or the uh, the spren that is perhaps behind the thrill, which we've also theorized could be like the odium version of the Stormfather. One of the three bondsmiths. If we're going down that route. Now, before we get too far on this, why wouldn't Nail just kill him? That was my question. My question was, like, why does Nail care? Is he scared of Odium? Good question. If he kills him, like, is Odium going to just kill Nail? But wouldn't Odium know any time? Like, it wouldn't matter if it's in secret or what. Like, I feel like he would know. Good question. Is he scared of something else? Because he did kill the like shopkeep, the shoe guy, or whatever, like, like Rogue in the Night style, right? Mm-hmm. Why well, hasn't he attempted that with Dalinar? I mean, I guess Dalinar. There's a lot of eyes on him as a person, so it's probably more difficult, right? But that raises so many questions. Wow. Okay. I. I'm very intrigued by this whole Dalinar bonded to a Spren early at this, potentially already a Bondsmith. I'm not convinced that we're dealing with Nail for That's two fair. reasons. That's totally fair. Right? Three reasons, actually. Reason number one, Trevor has a track record of trying to intentionally mislead us. <laughs> two, I just flipped to that section, and it describes the scar on the face of this person as 
purple, not silver or like moon-shaped as we've seen it described before. And three, I'm with you, Paul, here. I don't think Nail would have given up. If this is Nail, if he has realized, here's a Radiant, from what we've seen before, he kind of irrationally pursues that person until he kills them. That doesn't seem to be what's happening here. He just kind of like tries, and then when Dalinar's back, I don't imagine Nail's going to leave him alone until he's resolved that, and that doesn't appear to happen here. Right. So obviously we've got a lot of chapters ahead of us, so maybe this does pan out, but you definitely do not have me convinced this is Nail. I'm very intrigued by the whole thrill potentially being a bonded spren here. That's interesting. Okay. I don't know what to think anymore. I'm, I've been broken. We haven't even gotten because to the big chapters we, yet. You, you thought 71 was going to be a Breeze chapter, <laughs> moving on to, well, you know. Honestly, I, I didn't think there was anything that deep in either of these. It was like, oh, okay, that's sad. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Let's get to the let's get to the like notable things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so. <laughs> no, so a lot of this hinges on if it actually is nail. Because if it is nail, then that implies that Dallin, like this, the thrill is this like odium version of. Stormfall, like like the bondsmith for the thrill, right? Like wh- whatever. Um, if it's not nail, then I think this is just coincidence. Doesn't really matter. Like not significant. Moving on. And so that's that's a big deal. I mm-hmm. think. I agree. I do think this this person here does seem to be a little more important than is than is led on. I I am tracking with what you're pointing out, Trevor, on the fact that it appears to have been this this person's idea or he's he's somehow involved he has an interesting description it did kind of ring a bell as oh maybe we've seen that before so I, I do think this person is more important than just a random advisor to this rebellious bright lord everyone with a scar in their face you can assume yes important yeah. yes all right back to our plot um, Talon or Talonel Tanalon talks to Dalinar and says, "Hey, I just got a supply train from Sadius." He doesn't reveal that it's Sadius until the very end of the chapter, but uh, I just got a supply train from Sadius. What if we were in collusion the whole time to draw out any high princes that might not be loyal to you or Gavilar, and I could just take sadius's spot in the in in the kingdom and be a high prince from from the rift and the the thing that really frightens dalinar right here is tanalon claims oh he has a shard bearer with him the um sadius has a full plate and blade in this caravan here and dalinar probably wouldn't have worried about it unless he had said that because he can't he can't focus on the rift with a shard bear right behind him you know like if it's you know a hundred guys in a caravan whatever they can they can defend their flank from a hundred guys but if it's a shard bearer like we've seen what shard bears can do especially on a flank so 
Dalinar takes 100 of his elites and starts running. And that's how chapter 71 ends. Let me preface this, chapter 75 and chapter 76, with when we started this podcast, I knew Dalinar would be Elliot's favorite character. And I surprise, was surprised. And I was afraid for this episode of talking about these chapters. Somebody else want to take this of how the events pan out here? I think you got it. I'm running out of breath. Somebody else take it. Okay. I. I'll take us through it. I'll take us through it. And and yes, I I've been waiting with bated breath. I guess for what is going to happen to this character because I do like Dalinar. He is my favorite character. I I will say before I talk about this, I still haven't quite let myself kind of release the emotions for this just because there's still this huge unknown looming over us of what happens next. We we've been knowing something terrible was coming. But what's of more interest to me is actually what's coming next. What happens between Dalinar's a terrible person. We've learned this. He does something terrible. How does he get from that to the honorable leader that we see in the present day? Like that's going to define for me whether I can keep Dalinar as my favorite character or not. Absolutely. Not necessarily this instance here. In fact... If he does like overcome this and become an honorable person in an honorable way, that can even make it more powerful of a story. Absolutely. So all of that said, this, although it's a very emotional scene, it is very pivotal. It's not make or break for me yet. Okay, what actually happens here? So Downer just got betrayed. He just got tricked. Goes, falls for the trap, chases the caravan, gets a rock slide dumped on him. Can I, I, I kind of interject real quick here? I know I told you to take please, it, but please, please. Rock slide. Okay. The rifters who have set this trap for him sort through the rock slide to find his plate and blade because they want it. Two things happen here. Dalinar is so angry that he's felt fallen for this. As soon as they uncover him, he gets up and he blacks out, right? He just starts fighting them and he has no memory of what he does to these guys. He comes to and both of his hands are around this guy's neck. He's strangling this guy and his shard blade is on the ground. Like he's not even using a shard blade. He's ripping these guys apart with his shard blade armor. Really gruesome. Side note. Brandon Sanderson wrote this entire scene like R-rated, like completely gruesome. We were talking about it earlier. Like this was a horrifying scene in his part in his first draft. His editor said, you need to take this out. Like <laughs> I, I understand Dalinar's a terrible person. You need to take this out. Like there was a paragraph in here that was completely removed. Um, and you can read it on Brandon Sanderson's website if you really want to. But I was going to say, I'm coming to yes, no. He he prefaces it with like, yes, this is completely rated R. Like this would be horrific to watch in a in a visual sense of he he describes Dalinar as like completely berserk, completely lost his mind, punching these guys' heads in. 
like basically with a shard plate. Anyway, go ahead, keep going. That, that makes a bit of sense, actually. This scene does feel a little bit like there's something missing. Like, you know, Dalinar goes wild, berserk, blood rage, a lot of murder happens, and then very angry Dalinar is stuck with a long march back to the camp. All Can alone, I, right? All, all his men are dead. All of his elites are dead. That's part of his anger, is like he's brought his hundred elites to deal with this caravan, and they all die. Um. Can I read a quote from his, his long march home back to camp? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want, Trevor. Thanks. <laughs> Take it off. The thrill returned to urge him on, for this walk was a fight, a battle. Night fell, and he threw off his last piece of shard plate, leaving only a neck brace. They could regrow the rest from it if they had to. In that darkness... Shadowed figures seemed to accompany him, armies made of red mist at the corners of his vision, charging forces that fell to dust and then sprouted from the shadow again, like surging ocean waves in a constant state of disintegration and rebirth. Not just men, but eyeless horses, animals locked in struggle, stifling the life from one another, shadows of death and, conf and conflict to propel him through the night. It's a, it's a really dark scene just watching this like anger and frustration like brew within Dalinar as he's walking back. At least that's how I envisioned it. And he he gets all the way back and, and the scene where he arrives at the camp is is pretty haunting too. He just like trudges past the the guards who are just in shock of what they're watching and he just walks into the main camp and is is basically like all right everybody suit up we're gonna go kill them all and they do <laughs> he he walks back to camp and he walks like literally right into the headquarter the headquarter tent of sadius giving gavilar the news via span read that dalinar is dead and Sadia and Evie's there too. Um, and Sadius like perks up and says, Yo, we need to get revenge now. And there's a few key times where Sadius perks up where it really urged like Dalinar kind of wavers for a second of are we really gonna do this? And Sadius says, Yes, absolutely. We need to make an example or else other people will do this. And so is and what happens in the next chapter dalinar is a war criminal like killing civilians on purpose is a war crime and is are his men culpable to that is sadius culpable to that is kadash culpable to that he's the leader of his bodyguard which we know modern day kadash is an ardent because he <laughs> couldn't stay in the military for what we assume now is i was with you that day at the rift i can't trust you dalinar this is this is that day was what we've brought up a couple times on the podcast so yeah i'll i'll leave it there and then i'll keep talking here in a second anyone else so, sadius 
Go ahead, this Paul. Is, this is a ton of heavy stuff, and I'm really excited to keep going. Can I derail us for like half a second here? Yeah, half a second. About, that's all you get. Okay, about him blacking out, right? So we had this it, when we were talking about Chapter 71, I believe it was. We were talking about, like, has he bonded the thrill? Like, is the thrill of Spren? Is he bonding Odium? Like, what what's going on there? Is, like, in this example of him blacking out from rage and anger and, like, the thrill in all, like... If this is a sprint, like, okay, assuming this is some form of sprint or bonding, is he getting that from that? And why would that be different from this if he's bonded the Stormfather now? Like, are, are different bondsmith things different from each other? Like, it still doesn't make sense to me how he has this thrill power. If it's like a Bondsmith thing, or if it's something, to it seems like it has to be something totally unique. And also, why isn't he hearing Oathbringer scream at him if he's bonded a Spren? Mm -hmm. There's another counterpoint. Yeah. Well, he's not using it here, at least. But in general, yes. No, he is. Oathbringer, he has oh. Oathbringer. Yes, but he's not like holding it when he kills these people. But he, yeah, he has it when he falls down. All that stuff, yeah. True. I don't know. Like that—that is, is the only part that's not adding up to me right now. Is like whenever he goes absolutely berserk and blacks out and wakes up to all the people he's killed, like. Is is this is this the th the thrill? Like, if so, then the thrill seems like something totally different. That's not like him drawing in stormlight to do something. Like this is completely different. And so that is my I don't know what's going on moment there, and that is all. I I read it as something a little more straightforward, perhaps, of just like berserker blood rage of just he's so angry that he fights and doesn't remember it he's just so consumed with the passion and the thrill of it all that he doesn't remember it he he, he essentially blacks out through that so yeah whether there's a a more benevolent or not benevolent malignant force involved there i not sure yet Okay. That kind of makes more sense, but if that's the case, then I then it's kind of on the side of the thrill is actually just an emotion that Dalinar right. has had that he doesn't really experience anymore. But it wasn't like an external force, I guess. Yeah. So, so anyway. Yeah. Continuing through into, let's see, getting into chapter 76 really now. Trevor, you're absolutely right. Sadius does egg him on at some key points here. He's definitely not trying to calm him down by any means. Right. There's there's a few people who do kind of chime in. Kadash, I think, is one. Um, Dalinar basically gathers the army and very specifically brings fire and oil with him and a lot of it. And basically, just rains, you know, Armageddon down on uh, on the rift, 
and you know literally chucking fire over into this you know wooden city that's that's down in there just burning the thousands upon thousands alive and there there's even a point in here where i think his name is Teleb is one of his generals mm-hmm. and and Teleb is Trevor correct me if i'm wrong he's the that like one random guy we saw a long time ago where he tried to assassinate Dalinar he's with the, a bow and arrow. He's the archer sniper guy. Yeah. Yep. And and Dalinar like chased him down, caught him, and was basically like, join me or I kill you. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll join you. And he, he's been a loyal soldier ever since. And he kind of challenges Dalinar here and says, hey, man, this is not cool. There's 10,000, tens of thousands of people down there that you're you're murdering. And Dalinar says, it's the same choice I gave I gave you of join me or die. And, and Teleb kind of rebuts that rather powerfully and says, basically, but I actually had that choice. These people are not even getting that choice. You're just murdering them. And, and it kind of moves on from there. But just a few people are speaking up here. A few people are saying, no, Dalinar, this is, you, you compared it correctly, our explained it correctly i think this is a war crime this is this is a terrible you know genocide level act right here but he goes through with it and and kills a lot of people and then in the midst of all of this he he goes to that same hidden location where he chased the the bright lord to before the the same place we last saw a scene here in the the rift which we thought was the reference that Kadash was making now that we've seen this scene we know that's not what he was referencing this is what he was afraid of and he goes to that that hidden place where he he knew the bright lord hid before and he assumes that that's still what that place is that it's a, a hidey hole hidey hole is that a name a word Hide- no. hideout hideout secret hideout and he he opens the door and instead of you know going in and checking he just orders a a barrel of of molten oil on fire chucked down the hole and he moves on and we find out later that that is not what that hole what that hideout was used for anymore instead they were using that as a prison and in that prison was no other than evie herself and it's revealed there at the end that evie had basically escaped from her, you know, guard or her babysitter or whatever back at the camp and had gone to the people of the rift. It, there's kind of some theory involved here. Down, Downer is kind of theorizing, right, that she had gone to maybe warn them or or told tell them, hey, you need to flee or something like that. But they took her captive and had locked her up. And Downer, in the midst of his rampage, murders his own wife. And... Not only that, when we're getting this reveal at the very end of the chapter, Teleb's or man, Tanalon says, "Wait, you don't know who's in that hole? How could you know? You killed our messengers. So you remember when there was there was messengers coming out of the city, trying to talk to them. They just shot them, which is another war crime, by the way. If you're um." if you're coming out under the flag of truce and they just shot them dead. And uh, so he had no idea that Evie was in the city. And that's assuming that's what they were going to tell him. It's like, we have your wife, you know, 
don't like we'll, we'll barter for her life or whatever and he had no idea because he didn't stop to talk to the messengers he just shot them and yeah this this is big this is very much in line with what i was fearing was coming and i think we had we had guessed we had theorized something before you know what what could be this moment what happened to to downer's wife and this is it's pretty shocking in the sense that it's a very hit you in the gut kind of moment but but at the same time i'm not overly surprised by what just went down i this is about on level with what i was expecting we we were expecting dalinar's violent nature to backfire on him and we know that evie had to die at some point so putting two and two together there of, of either you know dalinar inadvertently or more directly which is the actual case here you know causing the death of his wife um yeah this this does seem like what everything was building to Who so it's kind of set up in a way as at the end of the chapter of covering up what just happened. There are a couple key people who know what actually happened, Kadash being one of them. Kadash is there in the circle with Tanalon. Like they they throw a rope down to Tanalon, they pull him up, and Tanalon gives the reveal that Evie was in that hole. And so Dalinar, Sadius is there, Tanalon is there, or yeah, Tanalon's obviously there, Kadash is there. He's puking his guts out because of how horrific the scene is, but he is there. And then um, the scribes that he instructs begin to whisper among them, like after the battle, begin to whisper among themselves, wait. Why was Evie in the city? She defected. Why would she defect? And uh, Dalinar tells them to cover up the defection by saying that she was taken captive. And so they they think that they are have a secret that they're now going to hold, but it's not actually the truth. So only Kadash, Sadius, and Dalinar actually know what happened at at the rift um so and at least for current day sadius is no longer with us dalinar like with this flashback we're just seeing this dalinar doesn't remember this right he does now that okay. was that was the, two weeks ago he comes back from a yeah, that one. And okay. he gets the he gets his memory back just literally all of a sudden of and he like begins throwing up on the floor because he of his memory coming back to him. So Dalinar does now present day Dalinar does now remember all of this, we're assuming. And is Kadesh still with us? I don't Okay. Kadesh is his ardent buddy who calls him out on all of his uh heresy stuff he's at your theory okay i was just curious who 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 was still with us that knew i guess and past dalinar 
too, is not only trying to cover up, you know, what happened from an external point of view, he's also trying to justify it in his own head. Correct. He the, the chapter kind of ends with he's like desperately trying to blame Evie for it. He's he's trying to tell himself, no, this is your fault. This is your fault. This is your fault. And I can totally see this leading now into this just eating at him. This just starting to become this festering wound that's going to drive him mad with the guilt of him mistakenly murdering his own wife, which could potentially then play into the motivation for him going to visit the Night Watcher and potentially intentionally getting his memories erased. That that kind of theory is starting to potentially fall into place here of he now has this torturous memory. He might want to get rid of this torturous memory and not have to deal with it for the rest of his life. Well, lo and behold, as we just mentioned, present day, it's back. So now it's, okay, where is where is present day? What is present day Dalinar going to do now dealing with this resurfaced memory? And what is past day Dalinar going to do going forward from this? The These are the more important questions, actually, in my mind than what actually just happened. Yeah, absolutely. What is between this day and the first day we see him in the way of Kings, what's... Well, what's the journey there? Because yep. if you remember, the first time we see that, when's the first time we see Dalinar ever on the page? Well, he's is it drunken and on the table. Correct. While Gavilar's getting assassinated. Does he ever drink since then? No. No. The war codes, remember? He's, right. the, he's the big war codes, no drinking on duty type of guy. Right. So there's got to be something in there that kicks that in for him. So, okay. That makes sense. I, I was even thinking like him <clears throat> covering up and also like trying to place the blame on Evie is. Honestly, really reminiscent of like Sadius. Like it, it shows how they were honestly old, like buddies. Like whenever I'm thinking of this or reading this, it makes me think of Sadius as we saw him in the Way of Kings and everything. Like he's because he twists it of I'm betraying you for your own good because you've done this. Like you've done this to yourself. You've become weak. So I'm preserving your legacy and killing you now. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, just like anything that could be perceived as me doing wrong, I need to explain how it's not my fault. Like, I was doing something right still. It, like, no matter what it is, is even if it's something major scale like this. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really curious to see the journey between that and Dalinar as we know him. I'm very curious to see what Dalinar, what present-day Dalinar is now going to do with this resurfaced memory. Is he going to share it with Navani? Is he going to share it with Adolin and Renarin? How are they going to handle this if they get this bomb dropped on them? Because 
presumably the way they understand the story is that Evie was assassinated Correct. during this whole series of events that she was, you know, murdered by the enemy. And so, you know, casualty of war or whatever, if they learn that, Oh no, Dalinar was actually the one that killed her. That could cause some big problems. That I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause as a first time reader, that was my number one question was what the heck does Adolin do when he mm -hmm. figures out this information? Because we know Adolin is known for bouts of emotional eye stabbing. So <laughs> true. I was honestly thinking about that a little bit of like now like father, like son, almost they kind of have their big murder to cover up almost. And Evie's is more like tragedy related, I guess. Eleanor's was literally like, I am going to stab you in the eye now. Like that was kind of the situation there. So <laughs> it's, it's a mess. But don't mess with colons. They they do yeah, get like rushes colons. of emotions and and people get killed. <laughs> any any closing thoughts from our perhaps our heaviest episode on the podcast? It, All right, this was definitely heavy, and it's... I'm I I, I want to keep reading because I really want to know where this is going. This was this was a tough spot to to end on for. Or, you know, our, our reading to have to pause here. So I, I'm actually really looking forward to picking up the book and, and getting back into, you know, progressing the story beyond this rather low point. Quick question for you, which is, which is heavier? All of Shalon's tragic backstory ones that we had about her family or this one? Because if you remember back to Words of Radiance, we were pretty shaken up at Shalon flashback chapters. I, uh, as of right now, I think Shalon's was worse or more like heartbreaking. Um, it was such a, per it, it was, it was way more like personal. Like Dalinar is either blacking out when he kills people or like he didn't know he was killing Evie right. when he killed Evie. It was really, really sad. Um, but Shalon was like, she like had to kill her like father by hand. And that was like, really like, <laughs> I think that one was, I think that one takes the cake right now for sure. I agree. The Shalon story is definitely more disturbing and, and dark. Whereas this one is just, yeah, more, unfortunate and sad and this one we also knew was coming we didn't know exactly what was coming but we knew it was coming like the the shalon one yes we knew that terrible things had happened it still came as like a shock you know when you read that chapter of shalon strangling her father on the floor of the the feasting hall while singing the, the lullaby to him i i yeah, hate that part yeah like oh yeah. i hate that part that and, goes back and, to our little horror like horror film moments yeah, so, so that one is is that one takes a cake. Um, still, I think this one, it, this one still is pretty heavy, but not quite like that. Honestly, if you just made a movie about Shalon's flashback like story, it would be a horror film. Like yes, and soon. Ab yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, 
I certainly am looking forward to reading more. I don't want to be left on this note. So let's uh, keep going and talk about it next week. Thanks for joining me, Paul and Elliot. See you next time. Adios. Adios.